This is uh, important to acknowledge the capacity we have as human beings for goodwill and the horrible possibility we have for ill will. (laughs) The amount of uh, uh, torture and brutality that human beings can commit and the amount of gracious sacrifice openness, sharing, forgiveness, benevolence that human beings can bring forth. And uh, it must be our choice and our occasion in this life to have turned the heart in the right direction and to have made it grow through exercising it frequently as a directed practice as a general atmosphere. These terms refer not just to ideas but particular heart energies. I'm big on energies. (laughs) It's a kind of missing piece sometimes in our culture. And then you feel the heart energy of gladness and you feel it brighten you up and you feel the heart energy of goodwill and you feel it warm you up and this is not just an idea or theory it's a palpable felt experience and you feel the terrible crippling effect of various kinds of ill will harshness Uh, brutality, uh, resentment, um, uh, callous, hardening effects these have on human beings. And so these terms, very, very briefly, metta, the first kind of goodwill is the heart, is just open and willing and beginning to express itself in the like, you know, the heart's nature is an embracing nature. That's kind of what it does. It, it opens. When it opens, that willingness to open up is already a quality of, of goodwill. We're not defending, we're not measuring, we're not frightened. Quality of goodwill. You know? And then when that meets the disturbed or the dissonant experience, wherever that may be in our field, internal sadness, feeling inadequate, feeling guilty, externally hurt, the sense of what arises then is, oh, you know, let me take that in. Let me cover that with a protective, you know, sheltering, healing quality. This isn't an idea. This is what happens when you see wounded creatures. And if you really get a feeling of sympathy for them, right? It's not just a, something you have to do. It's when the heart is 
made to lead rather than the thinking mind. The heart leads how we contact. When you contact, notice, observe, sense living creatures, there's an immediate sympathy, you know. We love to want animals, it's a sympathy. And when we see creatures in pain, the sympathetic resonance of wanting that to stop, wanting to heal it. This is compassion. When we see the strength, the beauty, the happiness of other creatures and other humans from this sympathetic way, we felt gladdened. Oh, how beautiful they are experiencing well-being. Uh, and similarly, when we notice good qualities have arisen in our own heart and mind, you know, I have put aside brutality, I have put aside distractedness. Oh, this, this is glad. I can do, you know, I could have really done myself some damage, but I avoided it. I'm glad. I'm gladdened by virtue. I'm gladdened by, uh, you know, putting aside that which is unnecessary. I'm gladdened by my mind, the state of mind gladdens me. Knowing how bad it can get, anybody's mind. Heart. Equanimity. Equanimity comes across in English language as a bit boring, but it's actually an immensely generous quality. Equanimity means you stay emotionally tuned in. The heart is emotionally sensitive whether the experience that is good, bad, confused, lost, bright, changing, you stay steady and you don't hang on to success or failure. You don't close down on any of those things. Yeah. This means you can stay emotionally present with people who are just, you know, losing, losing the plot, as it were, getting confused. Okay, you don't give up. Equanimity means no shrugging off, no giving up. Stay tuned, stay emotionally present. Yeah. And this means we never close the heart to other beings or to ourselves through the range of experiences we have. Because equanimity is a very wise realization and it knows all conditions are subject to change. All conditions are not self. Not self, and they change. This is realizing that one is there is equanimity in the heart. So we contemplate the all-encompassing world. This, as I've mentioned, touched into before. That world is the world you can view. Sitting quietly, it's the world of your preoccupations and concerns. Some of them will probably be unresolved or unsteady or unpleasant. 
and you're staying emotionally tuned and just rather than going into irritation or judgment you sympathize with that sense of it feels like this now feels like this now what's helpful now what's helpful given this situation given the body and the mind are in this particular state what is helpful so we avoid perfectionism we avoid idealism we avoid having theories about what we should or shouldn't be and how the standards we should or shouldn't have arrived at instead we maintain good heart and spread it over the experience that is arising it has the possibility of um, tremendous shift uh, from the that which tries to find success we don't need success we just need love we don't need to be perfect we just need to be more generous <laughs> yeah. we don't need to compare ourselves with others who's better, who's worse we just need to share and connect and enjoy the fact that we can be void of ill will so these are some suggestions to set the theme up and of course in uh, a day of practice it's always good to recollect friends, relatives, near or far, alive or dead um, you know, a sense of sharing one's practice, sharing one's heart with the beings who have been into your life and have been part of and have been part of your world probably still are part of your world and then you're really, you know keeping everything holistic not just narrow, broad-minded so let's take some time for direct practice coming into your stable place body and getting the the attitude of heart that restfulness of the thinking mind restfulness of the body restfulness of the thinking mind simplicity stable place and how does the heart open when we feel safe and free from pressure?